This is Annette Abena and welcome to Diaspora Talks. Diaspora Talks is a podcast connecting Africa's fastest growing businesses with the diaspora. Who are Africa's most exciting businesses? Who are the entrepreneurs behind the brands? Where are the opportunities for us to invest? I started this podcast to bridge the gap between the diaspora and Africa by telling the stories of African founders globally. You can hear these stories on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Stay tuned. There's a huge financial inclusion gap in Africa. Several women find it difficult to access credit because they don't know how financial services work or where to go for a quick confidential loan. She Included was created to help close the financial inclusion gap for women in Africa. It's not only providing women-led businesses in Nigeria with access to credit and other financial services, but financial education too. In this episode, I speak to Afoma Odo, the founder of Shecluded. She talks about her experience as a Nigerian woman in tech and her plans to improve the lives of her fellow female founders. Hi Afoma, welcome to Diaspora Talks. Hi Annette, thank you for having me. Good, no, it's so good to have you. Um, where are you at the moment? Lagos, Nigeria. Hey, how's it going? Are you guys still on lockdown? Uh, yeah, we're still on lockdown till Monday. Uh, okay. But I noticed that, I mean, I went out yesterday to buy something just for the house. And I noticed yeah. that I think people are a bit like relaxed more than the mm. previous week and stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think I can relate to that. I'm in London at the moment and I think people are getting a bit restless. So many people are going out still. So let's see how it goes. But <laughs> anyway, let's get into the conversation. So um, before we get into to your business, your story um, and your experience, Hello? I really wanted to ask this first question, which in fact, I'm going to ask all of my interviewees this season um, simply because I think it'd be really good insight into understanding what's important to you what your values are and also what main challenges you face day to day so the question is if you had a magic wand what is one thing you would change about your home i.e Nigeria and why so that's just one thing ah <laughs> I see I knew you were gonna laugh. <laughs> so um one thing I would change about Nigeria is one um leadership. Um mm. I feel that over time Nigeria has evolved, especially the younger people have evolved yeah. to be more smarter, to be more smarter basically in the sense that we now understand that um sometimes good is for our collective good so um but we are still we are, we still have leaders that are still you know behind sort of right so right if okay. one thing, yeah if there's one thing i was going to change would be leadership basically just trying to put forward um thinking leaders there and um mm-hmm. Forward thinking, open leaders, basically. Because when people say, yes, there's corruption in Nigeria, I feel like looking at politics around the world, there's corruption everywhere. The problem is just not having people that are smart enough to say, hi, okay, um, 
corruption is a problem that everybody would deal with. That's fine. But let's put things in order for mm. ourselves, for our children and for the generations to come. So, yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Um, And as I, I, I said to you before we started recording, most of the people who are listening right now are those of us in the diaspora. So that's really good insight from someone who lives and experiences Nigeria day to day um, to know what's important to you. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing. We won't yeah. get too political, so we'll move on. <laughs> but um, just, yeah, so now just a little bit about yourself. Um, I know that you are a serial entrepreneur and you spent most of your career in tech. Um, so it'll be really good to understand you know what your experience has been like as a woman in tech and particularly as a woman in tech in Nigeria so um I um I finished from Futo I studied in Nigeria by the way and I finished from Futo in industrial mathematics so basically I was supposed to do mathematics and computer science but uh, midway, I found out that in school, we didn't have a computer lab. So I just said, you know what? And my mom couldn't afford a computer for me. I said, you know what? Let me just do mathematics. Right. And that's what I majored in. And I came out and I joined PwC. Um, um, then after seven there, I got the opportunity to go into performance improvement, which is basically business um, strategy. And that was when, like, you know, I fell in love with, like, this thing called business. You know, just research, yeah. being able to research, being able to um, look at real-life businesses and just give insights. So I think that experience shaped me. I was mm-hmm. there for, um, I think, three years. Then I went to the UK for my master's in management science, basically. And when did you attend um, university for your master's? Lancaster. Okay, cool. I loved it there. And when I finished, I was going to go back to PwC. When um, Iroko at the time um, was setting up, was growing in Nigeria, and I think they've just raised money, and some of my friends from PwC moved. And, you know, they said, oh, there's this new thing called tech. Um, It's the online companies that it sounds like fun, blah, 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 blah. And I met Jason mm. and I said, hmm, okay, that sounds nice. And I, like, I was like, oh, like, what's happening there? Like, you know, I didn't think, I mean, it was new to me. I I'd never thought about it. And um, when I joined the team, I was in strategy and analytics. And for the first time, you know, when we launched the platform and we were looking at the data behind and I said, oh, this data, there's a problem with this video. I can't hear the sound. And we look at it, there's no sound. And I said, oh, there's a problem. People are not clicking here. And I look at it, there's a problem. And I start realizing that, wow, okay. Actually, you can use maths anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but if I'm just, to, just to backtrack a little bit. So you joined Iroko. Mm-hmm. That's, can you explain what that is for those who don't know? Iroko TV is yeah. um, uh, African streaming. It's like the Netflix of Africa, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, they've raised like a lot of. Yeah, they're they're quite they're quite the pioneer in that space, mm-hmm. and they are both a UK. They're a UK. They're um worldwide. They're in UK. They're in um they're in UK. They're in America and they're in Africa. So mm-hmm. yeah, and. 
when um, I joined the team and we started using data to prove um, to prove um, insights, basically that yeah. can advise that could advise management. So, for instance, when I was there, we had a problem with trying to manage streaming costs. How do we reduce it? And you know, I. Um, I did an experiment where, you know, we're trying to find out, you know, balance the cost versus the customer experience. And we found, you know, the experience, um, I did an experiment and it saved us over like 30% of the cost. Wow. Just so, by looking at the data and yeah, analyzing it. Looking at the data, analyzing it and saying, hi, how do we manage costs and how do we uh, make sure that the customer, you know, quality is okay and the cost is good. So that everybody's happy, and it was it was really really insightful. I think after then I started knowing that okay, there's such a thing called tech company. Before yeah. that, I was like, oh, I never knew there was a thing called tech company. Yeah. After that, I went to Slim Trader Inc. I was their country manager. Then after that, I moved to I think after um, after Slim Trader Inc. I was, and someone sent me an invite and said, hi, you know, we're looking for somebody to run a tech incubator. And um, we thought about you. And I went and I had a chat and I said, you know what? I've been in companies that have raised money because all the companies I've worked in tech-wise have raised money. So yeah. it's been nice to be on the other side of raising money, just yeah. to have that experience. And I joined mm-hmm. them. I was there for four years. It's called Sassware, by the way. You know, seed funding for tech companies. It was nice. It was exciting. It was just at the beginning of when, you know, there was the whole tech boom in um, in Nigeria and the whole funding. Everybody was looking for funding and everything. And it was, like, it was exciting for me to see young people, you know, both with experience, without experience, thinking they can they could change the world for me. Right. It was really, really exciting. Um, while I was there, were you an investor or were you more like a coach? I was, I was running the fund for the company. So a seed okay. funding company, I was the COO. Okay. So I was supposed to review applications and see who should we be talking to, who should we take to the right. next level. I was supposed to look at the companies we've invested in. How do we dip in? our relationships in them, our visibility in them, how do we assist them, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, things around that line, and how do we um, build partnerships and stuff. So um, while I was there, I noticed that I was not seeing many women. Mm. You know, and it was, ah, gosh, I felt like, okay, um, it wasn't like I was seeing very fantastic ideas for men. I mean, some of the guys, they still had ideas that I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is like a shower idea, but I don't think you should be telling me so much. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like, you know, so it wasn't like, okay, it's the best of the best that came. Right. So that's why they were nice. It was just basically like, no woman. So I think that's when I started getting interested in like, how do women get funded? Um, like what exactly are these women actually doing basically and you know being female and knowing the peculiarity of being female I'm like okay I need to start researching and that's why I started researching mm-hmm. on women and stuff and I know that I was talking to one lady one day and I was like oh females I'm not seeing any of them none of them are coming for funding 
And she's like, oh, they're not all in tech. And I said, oh, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Okay, where are they? They're doing other things. And I should check them out on Instagram. And I went to Instagram and boom, I'm like, wow, look at all the women here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so this is where they all are because like for that it was, so I've always been like, think about the STEM, um, from math to technology. So it's always like, hmm, so like, oh, look at them. So I think by the time I talked to a few of them about, you know, their business and you know wanting to fund them and I got their reaction I just stepped back and said you know what I think I need to start by giving them credit right so that's how I stumbled or she concluded yeah amazing it sounds like you've been at the forefront of some of the most exciting ventures like you said the um tech companies that you were part of were raising funds and raising lots of it and then you also went on to the other side of things where you're supporting entrepreneurs who were quite early stage who hadn't been able to raise yet um so you've managed to get quite an extensive experience um and I guess you talking about you know the fact that you didn't see a lot of women in Mm -hmm. tech at the time um Mm -hmm. really leads us well into the story behind she included um, so I guess we can get into that now. Um, like you've sort of described, it is a huge problem um, that you're attempting to solve for women entrepreneurs. And in fact, for those, for my listeners, I just wanted to iterate that Africa's female entrepreneurship rate is the highest in the world. And that's according to the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor. So it says that 27% of the female adult population is engaged in early stage entrepreneurial activity in Africa. So nowhere in the world are you going to find the most female entrepreneurs. But it seems like they're still facing the same problems that we see worldwide, which is access to to credit. Um, But I guess my question to you is, this is obviously a problem and a challenge that is faced by all entrepreneurs, both male and female. So what kind of challenges were you seeing that were so specific to, to women that led you to you know build she included so um the funding problem like you stated rightly it's a big challenge for both men and women yeah but um dealing with women i noticed that um and just being female i noticed that there are two things one it's being sure enough for women is being sure enough to apply for a loan right so i mean most women take um just by doing business with many women i realize that sometimes it can get emotional for them Mm. so when i ask a woman for example why are you not taking a loan they're like oh no i'm scared you know why will you gonna take money (laughs) i heard that the banks are doing this and that because for most of the women that we give loans we actually beg them to take the loans wow and it was intentional because one is that i wanted them to so apart from begging them to take the loans there's a key thing that we do which is credit literacy so we try to tell them that mm-hmm. you know in your financial toolbox there's saving there's investing there's access to credit there's insurance there's blah 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 other things other financial services you should be using mm-hmm. so it doesn't make sense for you to be able as well as giving, giving them access yeah it doesn't make sense to use one and say i will not use the other four because i don't understand right. it right so, but for us it's very important for credit basically that you understand the basis of credit you understand how to use it to grow your business you understand the risk involved 
you understand that it's always about what is the ROI of this decision, not how do I feel about these decisions. Mm-hmm. So I felt that tackling women and being a, a woman, they will be comfortable enough to be able to trust us with some things that, you know, um, on a bigger finance, from a bigger financial institution, they might not be able to get. So most of the women we work with, so we work with the women that I, I like to term like the growth women. So typically when I see initiatives in Africa about women, I always see it focused on the grassroots. Right. That's, that's very good. Very, very good. We need to take some people out of poverty, but there are people that have gone out of poverty and they're just on top there. For Africa right. to develop, it means that we need to expand those people. So take, for instance, me as a case study. I mean, think about it. I'm not in the bottom um, route. I'm in the middle class. And think about me just venturing since 2019, say I want to do she clothed on my own funds, on my own term. I've been able to work with 400 women. I've been able to give over 1,000 women business advice free. Mm. We've been able to reach more women. And that's just a growing mind, giving them more capacity to grow. So for us, that's our target. There are women that are growing. There are women that are giving more capacity, giving more encouragement, giving more leverage and changing their mindset and giving them credit and just giving them a community to grow. The, the ripple effect will be felt in the society. Yes. And that's our target market. We want growing women already. Can we mm-hmm. expand her to grow more? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it's very interesting that you say that, you know, if you are able to give access to these growth, give these growth women access um, to um, funds that could increase their capacity, that will have a knock-on effect on the whole society because, as we know, women are at the forefront of, you know, culture, of their families, of society. So unlocking that potential will, be, will have an impactful ripple effect. So that that's really important. Um, so actually, I wanted to get into that, you know, into exactly how the platform works. Because um, I was looking at your website and it seems that you offer quite a few services as well as a community. So we've talked about access to credit um, and other financial services as well as financial education. And then you have that community element. So how exactly does it work? So if, for instance, I'm... I come you know I want to start or I have started like a tech business for example um, and I'm already on Instagram but I want to grow and I approach you included what exactly can you do for me and what would be the process for me to actually access the credit that you are offering so (laughs) dealing with women and running a tech company has been very interesting because all Mm -hmm. I want to do as Ifama is to run a tech company and just kill it yeah all the women want to do is to, you know, is to drag me into a community. <laughs> so it's always been a mix of how do I serve women the way they want to be served? Because right. it's very, very important that when you are dealing, I mean, being female and knowing that and trying to understand the way the female mind works, it's very, very important that if you really, really want to reach them, you can't be running something parallel to what they want. So mm. trying to merge that whole um, experience in technology has been, it's been, it's been a process. And um, I mean, our technology platform, we're currently building a new one. So yeah, that's one side of the story. 
But in terms of the process on how we work currently, is that you go to the site, you apply for a loan, we look at your um, applications, basically. We either, um, so on first instance, we either um, ap- um, decline your applications or we apply, uh, we um, approve your application and stuff. So upon apply, um, approving your application, we contact you basically and we try to tell you that, hi, you have access to blah, 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 blah. Like if there's anything you need, please feel free to contact us or something. So typically, um, for clients like large scale, for some of the clients we work with that are, um, especially those we invest more money in, we notice that they come in for things like, um, you know, tax support. You know, I want, I'm looking for somebody, somebody to do my tax. They come in for things like pricing supports. They come in for things like planning, basically, and stuff. So um, in the that's that's part of the observation we got from year one just by operating. So this year we're looking for how to actually standardize those services, right? So that it can be available to everyone. But I mean, being a startup and you know still trying to grow the teams, standardize the team and standardize stuff and the COVID situation. It's just yeah. been, yeah, it kind of slowed us down. But yeah, our goal is basically to um, be a financial institution for women because, I mean, dealing with them, just dealing with them with credit. Credit was just, you know, one of our goals to get into it. But now that we are dealing with a lot of women, we're seeing like loopholes on why women stay poor. Right. So I'll give you for instance some of the women we work with. I mean, some of them. I'm like, you shouldn't be taking a loan every, like, you know, when when you mm-hmm. take a loan more frequently, because we try to be ethical. Um, I always try to spot it and say, hi, there's something going on with your finances. You earn right. x x You shouldn't be taking a loan. And it's always like, oh no, something happened. You know, I just say, you know what. We're going to um, set up a savings, blah, 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 blah. We're going to put you on that. And so, oh, yeah, that's better. I think we yeah. can live with that. So, you know, like, and I mean, I'm also female and I have some of those frivolities. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see that. Um, so I understand them and I know that, you know, it's just putting them. So, yeah, those sort of things. So those sort of services, basically. So for mm-hmm. um, some of them, you know, when I chat with them, I say, hi, do you... Um, what's your plan at 50 or 60? And I'm like, um, do you have a pension? It's like, no, oh my gosh. You know, you know, like, so just yeah. other things that we know that, I mean, these are red flags and yeah. are potential dangerous situations. This would put these women in dangerous situation in the next 20 years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we are trying to, because, so, for me, it's very, very personal because, I mean, some of them, I've met them and some of them are great people and some of them, um, I know that it's just not being able to do it at the time. And if we have it and we push them, they can do it. So, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. So it's that financial literacy part that really, I guess, embeds in your, is embedded in your service. Um, do you think that's what, you know, differentiates you from the other um financial services well especially the fintechs that are cropping up in nigeria you know you have the likes of i don't know carbon um kiki bank etc who are trying to do similar things which is 
try to champion financial inclusion in Nigeria and across Africa. And they're doing a really good job raising a lot of money. Um, so yeah. how do you think you have di- you your service is differentiated? So the I mean the brands you've called, um, I love them and for me like I look up to them in mm. terms of, you know, they they've contributed a lot in the tech, especially in the fintech space and stuff. And but I feel that um so I feel that for us the key thing that we try to do first of all is to focus on the customer and who are our customers our customers happen to be women mm-hmm. i always know that women consume differently women um like to be served differently yeah. and i feel that women a um a female um consumer it's a big consumer so um because we are focused on just one um, gender, for instance, there are some things that we basically do because we are targeted at just a gender. That yeah. um, for them, it will always be a discussion of RI, what's the RI? But for us, it's not what's the RI, it is our business. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And ROI, for those who don't know, is return on investment, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, so we had that conversation with. So, I mean, for Women's Day 2020, we had this thing of we invited over 100 women to come for their a free headshot. Mm. And for um, just like a one minute or um, two minutes pitch about their business, like a video pitch about their business. It's actually on our blog and stuff. And it was so exciting because, you know, a lot of women like had never had um, a headshot before. Mm. And a lot of women are like, oh, I'd never um, sat down in front of a camera to do like a video commercial for my brand. And it was both a learning process for them and an experience that I, I loved it. And I know that when I was talking to some of my friends in the banks, they were like, um, yeah, we we didn't think about it. That's why we did events. So mm. for them, it was always about. So they felt like they were free. They were not free enough to be able to do what they wanted to do that they felt women would like. Right. But for us, because I mean, most of most of the team were women and stuff. We're just yeah. thinking about how do we not do what everybody else would be doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. For and by women, I think that that's really effective. Um, so actually, I wanted to get some insight into you know the women that you've actually helped and their businesses so far. So I know that you have supported um, over two hundred women and and their businesses since you started. Can you share any of the their stories and and um, and the women behind the businesses? Yeah, over four hundred right now oh over 400 wow yeah, so we've been doing uh we've been doing a covid story on our instagram so i i like yeah, our I amazing yeah so it's been very interesting and we've been getting like nice responses and those women on the cover by the way those are the women that owns the businesses and stuff right so mm-hmm. yeah we're trying to push them and um yeah and get them like moving and stuff but yeah, about some of the women that we've worked with that have really, really 
made an impact on the work that we do is I know this one um, Chagose. So she used to work at the Target in Lekki here. Um, mm-hmm. she said she'd been there for four years, and I think her salary at the time was fifty to seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but um, so I, how did she? I think she found us online, and you know, we just started working with her. You know, she would take a loan, should repay, blah blah blah. And one day she calls me up and says, "Hey, hi, I want to have a meeting with you." And I'm like, hmm, "What's the problem?" And she's like, "Oh, just want to talk to you." And then she says, hey, I need a loan of 800000 Typically, her loan size are typically 500000 And she says, oh, I need a loan yeah. of 800000 That I work in this um, makeup um, company. I've been doing it part-time. And it's been growing very fast. That around my area, they don't have a distribution center. And they want to build one there. And they want um, to get a distributor there. That if I position, I've been selling very well, and if I position myself very well, they're going to make me a distributor, blah, blah, blah. And I thought about it. And I mean, she has always been consistent, and we gave her, and, you know, she opened, she left her job, and she started her um, beauty store or something. And the next time I was talking to her, and I think she paid off her loan and I was talking to her because I think she applied for a 200k loan to say hi, she wanted to take her son back to school. First of all, it, very, it struck me when she said she wanted to take her son back to school and she needed money. That, first of all, gave me an insight that um, today, um, most women are actually, you know, the ripple effect of, I mean, she's the one taking her son to school, sort of. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really, really, I felt very nice for empowering her. But I was even, right. I felt her, very empowering her child and her child's yeah. education. Yeah. I felt, I felt even nice when I asked, okay, what is your monthly income? And she said 400 and blah, 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 thousand. And I was like, oh, you send your bank statement. And I see that she had actually grown. Mm. So <laughs> it was, it was like, okay, you know, like, wow. I mean, wow. think about if she never got that wow. opportunity so apparently they made her the distributor in that area wow. so if she never got that opportunity to step out it's um i mean she would have still been where she is so yeah there yeah. are all the stories of people that you know some of them i see them on instagram and i yeah. try to chat with them and i talk to them and i say hi you need a store you need a store blah 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 and eventually they get a store and they say, hey, come and see my new store. And I'm like, okay, so now you're positioned right where your customers want. How do yeah. you again? And they're like, wow, the sales has been very nice. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah, there are a lot of them. And I mean, if you check on our page, like you can see some of their stories. Yeah. For me, Instagram and your blog share a lot of stories, don't you? Yes, Instagram and blog. Mm-hmm. So for me, in terms of disclosing some of their I wait for them to be comfortable enough to want to disclose um, some yeah. of their stories. Because, I mean, in Africa, it seems like, you know, credit, for some people, it seems like credit is still associated with poverty. <laughs> I, don't know where they got, I don't know where they got that impression, given the fact that banks don't even lend to poor people like me. Right, <laughs> right. It's very ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. mm-hmm. So and that is very important for education, isn't it? Sorry, 
that just shows the importance of education. Yeah, because you know, I was talking to someone and says, Oh, you know, I, I have money, I don't like loans. And I'm like, Okay. Um, um, you know, and I was like, Okay, you know, there was a time that there was this whole bank loan thing in Nigeria. And they published the list of um, debtors in Nigeria. And I said, I don't see any four person's name on that list. Right, so, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how you guys get your information from, but that's right. okay. Right, so, right, exactly. But no, it's changing, exactly. it's changing, it's changing, it's changing gradually. It's changing, but I still respect people's um, privacy and stuff. So, course, any yeah, them, no. yeah, any of them that is comfortable enough to share their story with us is fine. And I mean, like we evolving into a financial inclusion company for women. I mean, most of them will now be more comfortable because, I mean, we'll not just be doing only credit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems, sounds like you, you provide very holistic support. Um, and, in fact, that's what I wanted to go into now. Um, you know, you provide advice and support to female entrepreneurs every day. Um, it would be good to get some insight from you, I guess, if you can pinpoint one or two things um, when it comes to advice for our listeners who are aspiring entrepreneurs, especially women, about starting a business and also starting businesses in a place like Nigeria. Yeah, so from just dealing with women, I noticed that there's always a motivation to start, which is hunger and just not being idle. Right. But we need more motivation to grow. Right. That is key. That, that is, is like that 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 is like so big. Like mm-hmm. that's a struggle. Do you yeah. find that a lot of the women that you speak to are not I don't want to say comfortable, but they are scared of aspiring for more or growing so, or failing. So you know, I mean Yes, all of them. It should all of mm-hmm. us, to be very frank. I mean, use me. I mean, there was a time when I didn't want to be, and when I talked to some of the women that are that are trying to build stuff in Nigeria, it's always like. Hmm. So I got to the point where I felt like my voice was going to be too loud, and it was going to be like an outlier yeah. behavior. So yeah. you know. Maybe I should blend in. So, yeah, I find that a lot. Like, you know, some of them are comfortable, but not... So, it's not like financial comfortable. It's just like, mm, I'm just okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, most times, what we try to do is to expand them, you know, to try to ignite them and say, you know, you can grow some more. Mm-hmm. So, is that... I mean, is that spark that most of the time is missing from this whole environment? Yeah, and yeah. Um, as more and more women begin to get that spark to say, okay, it's actually okay to own a company that is in Africa, that is in the UK, and that is in America. Like, success is not male. Yeah. Success is anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that kind of, you know, and I feel that, you know, as more women um, begin to share their story and begin to be projected as oh this as as they see more women on the screens doing more women like them doing a lot of things they are also motivated to say hi if this woman can do it you know I can also do it yeah exactly yeah 
so I guess yeah so that's your underlying underlying message is to you know to think big you know and to be motivated for more um and yeah. that's amazing I guess that encapsulates the whole of Shecluded and your movement and what you're trying to do yes yeah well yeah that that is amazing thank you so much for sharing your story Afama and you know what like could you please also share where people can find you, um, your website, you know, and where they can also see the rest of the stories of the women that you support? Okay, so our website is www.shecluded.com. So shecluded is like included, but, you know, we cancelled out the um, yeah. in. She, so basically it's supposed to be she's included. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, we're very, we... I'm more active on Instagram. So mm-hmm. um, you can check out our Instagram page at, at Shecluded. We are also on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn and stuff. And I'm also on um, LinkedIn and Nimi. So we have like um, core um, team members that are also on LinkedIn. So yeah. Right, yeah, and I will also share all of those links for everyone as well in the description. Um, but yeah, I guess that's always any lasting words you want to send say um, about your business or yourself. Um, lasting words, I think for um, I mean because your audience basically are Africans in the diaspora, I want to say that um one we're always open for like partnership for volunteers for um any sort of collaborations that you feel we take our work forward the way that i see she is basically like i have three daughters and just by working with women i understand why sometimes they fall out from the um, from a big sieve of the financial institutions and it's a lot of work to get them and it's not that they're smart. It's just that they want to be served a certain way that um, mm-hmm. the structure of what we had available was not structured. It's, mm-hmm. So do you get what I mean? It's not that they're not smart. Yeah. Like whenever yeah. I try to say, oh, we're doing something for women, it's always like, oh, why are they, are they special? Do they need to be served yeah. differently? Blah, 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 blah. And there's so many narratives about, you know, trying to make them look a certain way. Right. No, 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 no. They are not a certain way. <laughs> they are very fine, perfect and stuff. Just that they consume differently. Right. And because, and yeah, that is, and we feel that there is a business to attend to them the way they consume. Right. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your insight. Really thank appreciate you. it. Um, like I said, I'll share all of Ifoma's information um, as well as website um, for Shecluded. If anybody wants to get in touch and involved, please do so. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks for tuning in. You can connect with Afoma and Shecluded over on their website at www.shecluded.com and Instagram at, at Shecluded for more stories of the women behind the businesses they've supported. Next week, I'll be live from Lagos once again, talking air passenger travel across the continent and how one individual is helping thousands to claim back millions of Naira in flight delay compensation with his platform. See you then.